BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Good morning to you, St. Louis. Welcome to Fox 2 News in the morning. I'm Blair Lede. Thank you for waking up with us. We're going to start with a check of that forecast. Meteorologist Jamie Travers is in with the details. We have a lot of 5K runs going on this yeah. weekend. Jamie, what are we looking like? Well, an improvement from yesterday. Okay. Yesterday, even I was out and about a little bit yesterday afternoon, and it got drizzly again. Mm-hmm. Kind of a day. Um, but today is going to be a little bit better than that, but we're going to keep the cloud cover around for today. So we still have a lot of clouds overhead. That's how we're going to keep things. We might see a few breaks later on this afternoon, at least briefly, but probably don't count on that. 41 degrees, feeling like 37 with that wind chill. Temperatures elsewhere, we have the 30s and low 40s, so it's a little bit colder than this time yesterday morning where we are up into the mid 40s, but at least we're back to dry conditions. Although, yes, we have the cloud cover overhead. Now, what we are going to see for the rest of your day, clouds, temperatures climbing only into the upper half of the 40s. So it will be cloudy and cool today, but we should stay dry through the daytime hours. This evening into the overnight hours, tracking the chance of sprinkles. And again, into early Monday morning, we'll break down those two slight rain chances coming up in a few minutes. Thank you, Jamie. Well, a financial crisis in East St. Louis is threatening to sink the city. Officials are scrambling, trying to head off deep cuts that would impact the city and the people living there. Investigator Elliot Davis finds out millions of dollars are on the line, and this morning's you paid for it. East St. Louis Mayor Charles Powell and the city's other power figure, City Manager Robert Betts, and the rest of the council met to try to find a way out of an impending disaster. The crisis was brought on by the city's failure to keep up with payments to the city's police and firefighter pensions. Now, both groups' boards have struck back hard. The pension boards voted to get the state of Illinois to intercept around $7 million in funds that the city gets from the state and instead direct that money to the pensions. The rub? Well, the city needs those funds to operate day-to-day, -day, including running the police and fire departments. Councilman Ryan Kaysen talks about the potential pain. What would it be like if uh, the state intercepted $7 million? Um, we may have to close our doors. Payless paydays, possible uh, job cuts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it'll be unfortunate for the city. It can't be good for the citizens. Oh, no. Well, the citizens will probably have the worst impact, you know, possibly have no police department, no fire department. That's what city leaders are desperately trying to head off. Neither the mayor nor city manager would talk on camera, but the city spokeswoman did issue a statement saying the city of East St. Louis is working diligently with the fire and police union to come to a mutual resolution. We are confident that there will be an agreement met between all parties involved in the next couple of weeks. Well, it's going to take weeks for the request by the police and fire pension boards to get to the state comptroller to actually intercept the East St. Louis funds. Officials are hoping for an agreement well before that happens. It's not the first time that East St. Louis has been in a jam like this. Back in 2019, the same thing happened where the state was poised to intercept millions of dollars in city funds from the state that would have thrown the city budget into financial ruin. 
Back then, a deal was struck to avert disaster. B. St. Louis been in the same situation before? Right, and, and we barely, but you know, luckily we didn't have to uh, make any cuts or any payless paydays. We were able to get out of the situation, mm -hmm. but you know, this situation right here is a little different. He says it's worse because the city's finances are worse than before. The, the staff and city manager have been working around the clock to try to get this resolved as fast as possible. You think they're going to be able to resolve this? I really hope so. You can bet I'll continue to track this very important deal. Keep in mind, if you spot questions of government spending, just go to our website, foxnow.com, where you can leave your tips and tell me what you think. After all, you paid for it. A 6 to 4 is your time. An alleged shooter is in custody after three people are shot in St. Genevieve. But there are still a lot of questions about what happened. Now, the shooting was around 11 o'clock yesterday morning at a home on the 400 block of Market Street. No charges are filed right now against the suspect. The three victims, though, are recovering in the hospital. Two of them are in critical condition. And a Fox 2 follow-up, three suspects accused of kidnapping and torturing a man from India pleaded not guilty in court. Police say the victim was held captive in different places across St. Charles County. The suspects are charged with six felony counts, including trafficking for the purpose of slavery, kidnapping and abuse through forced labor. The defendants are due back in court next week. Another Fox 2 News follow up charges now filed in a Belleville murder from back in March. Vincent Allen of Cahokia Heights faces first degree murder charges in the death of Paul Kirby. The major case squad was activated to work the crime on South 29th Street back on March 12th. Police say they found Kirby shot in the house. Family members say they are heartbroken to lose a loving father, son, brother and uncle. Well, the Illinois Supreme Court ruled people there cannot use the Freedom of Information Act to get records about firearm owners identification or FOIA cards. The ruling comes after two people in Madison County filed a lawsuit against Illinois State Police. They were wanting information from the agency specifically about why their FOIA card was revoked. State police denied the requests. One gun rights group says they are pleased about the court's decision. There's all kinds of information on there that people might not want uh, to be revealed. But the main thing is that they're simply firearm owners where they live. Uh, we know that, uh, uh, for example, police officers, uh, correctional officers, uh, if that information is released, they become targets of criminals. Pearson says the decision protects two things, firearm owners and their information. Well, it is a historic day for the Illinois National Guard. Colonel Kevin Jacobs will be promoted to Brigadier General today following his appointment as the Chief of Staff. This makes him the highest ranking black officer in the history of the organization. His promotion ceremony happens at 1230 at Scott Air Force Base. Well, more people are visiting the uh, Gateway Arch National Park than the numbers have been reflecting. Administrators have proof of this now because of a new way of keeping up with the visitor counts, cell phone location services. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports the undercount is revealed in a new two-year study of the downtown St. Louis National Park. The superintendent of National Park says they are happy to see a more accurate way of counting how many people are enjoying the park. So many holiday runs happening this weekend. 
The Santa's on the loose 5K gets things started this morning at 8 in Webster Groves. A one-mile run walk follows at 845 into Kids Dash at 915. In Belleville, Illinois, runners take their places for the Gingerbread 5K. That race kicks off at 830. Then tomorrow morning's America's Sleetest Run is back in St. Louis. The hot chocolate 5K gets going at 730, where thousands will run through the streets of St. Louis. The course ends in Forest Park, where runners will enjoy chocolate fondue and, of course, hot chocolate. Coming up on Fox 2 News in the morning at 7, race director Lucille joins us live to share more about this Coco Crazy event. Yeah, Jamie and I talking about all of those events happening over the weekend and uh, starting out at 44, so not too bad. Not too bad, no. Um, temperatures are going to be cool today. Okay. Our lows aren't going to be, or our morning lows this morning aren't going to be terrible, but we don't have much of a warm up. Cloudy, but better than yesterday morning. And probably better than what we have ahead for tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, we could also be dealing with some lingering sprinkles because we have a few weak systems that are going to roll through this weekend, mainly impacting our overnight and early morning hours, both Sunday and again on Monday. But today, that camera just went out. You saw it there. There it is. A low cloud still overhead across the region. That was a view from Litchfield, Illinois. Here is the view from space, though. Above those clouds, you can see how how many clouds we have streaming across the region. So today I am not expecting sunshine. We might might have a little bit of clearing, brief clearing across part of the region, maybe some of our southern southwestern counties, potentially a little bit later on today, but it will be a brief clearing if it does happen because we have that next system already on the way in. Here is a view from the boathouse at Forest Park showing those clouds. 41 degrees, a bit of a wind chill factor feeling like 37 with that north northwest wind at six miles per hour. Pressure this hour is rising. Temperatures elsewhere, we have 37 for Moscow Mills, 41 for Union, DeSoto, Farmington, 40 at Alton, and 42 in Salem. So for today, temps climb to the upper half of the 40s. Mid to upper 40s, don't think we'll see too many 50s on the map there. Here we are at 3 in the afternoon, still dry. But after sunset, we will see a few showers rolling in from the west to the east. Now, uh, this time yesterday, future cast and model runs were a little bit more impressive with the rain. This has backed off of it a little bit and put the bulk of the precipitation to our north. But some spotty showers, some light rain will be a possibility. This will not be the good soaking rain that we had yesterday or two nights ago. So uh, here's a look though at Sunday morning, still dealing with a few lingering showers. Sunday, I do think we see some clearing of those clouds. So that will be a nice break from the cloudy days. We'll have some sunshine for the afternoon. Temperatures will respond to that. We'll see temperatures pop up into the 50s for tomorrow and then clouds return tomorrow night. Into Monday morning, we have another chance of seeing some sprinkles and some light rain showers. Very scattered. Not everyone sees rain tonight. Not everyone sees rain Monday night. Some people might see a few sprinkles both nights and others might see, might not see any sprinkles either night. So 
it's just uh, it's going to be very scattered and very light even for those who do see the rainfall. So for today, temperatures in the upper 40s for here in the metro to the north, a little bit cooler to the south, a touch milder, but we will have those clouds and cool conditions. Then for tonight, a few showers will be possible. Very scattered though, down to 39. At least it looks like we keep everything liquid with that chance for maybe some flurries mixing in across northeastern Missouri. And then your extended forecast both mornings, tomorrow morning and Monday morning, a chance of those early morning showers and sprinkles. Then we dry things out for the rest of the work week and even warm things up by the end of the week. Temperatures climbing up into the 60s and tracking another chance for some showers come Saturday.